Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, the spirit of Dick Warren, and I am delighted, honored, excited, and thrilled to be in studio with two extraordinary men. Well, one and a half. The, uh, today's... Why do you keep talking about guests like that? <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome here, we give him water, it's clean. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I must confess, I'm just back from uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Oh, I dropped something. And... Um, uh, I was at the ICF conference, the uh, Converge conference, where coaches from all over the world came and and we met. And Prague itself, what a beautiful city. Have you been? I have not been. You, sir? I have. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Well, we can talk about it. We could just ignore him. Mm. The voices you're hearing, the faces you're seeing, perhaps, are uh, uh, my in-studio guest co-host is Alex Terranova. You can find out more about him by going to thedreammason.com. Alex, what do you want the people to know? Oh, man, I feel like since you left, so many amazing things have happened. You know, I don't even want to share them with you. Can I just talk to you, Robert? <laughs> Can I just, you know, like, well, it's good. now it's my turn to come hit him out. Um, God, what do I want the people to know? Uh, I recently wrote a book and published a book called Fictional Authenticity, which is... If only we had a copy. Uh, that is a racy title, I gotta say. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. The, the whole book was based, I, I had the vision or the idea of the title and kind of crafted the book around it. Mm-hmm. Um, did my 100th episode of the Dream Mason podcast. What else? Oh my! I mean, I just, my practice is more booming than it ever has been. Uh, I think, you know, to be winning in like all the games, my love life is good. Like, you know. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm here. This is the, you know, there's got to be a lower point in the week, but we're going to pick it back up. <laughs> so that's Alex Terranova. Alex has had, uh, you're in your fourth or fifth year of coaching, professional coaching. I My fifth year of professional coaching will start in January. Congratulations. So and uh, you're sort of here to sort of counterbalance my age and wisdom. <laughs> um, I think I'm the everyman. <laughs> yes, yeah. you really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You're every other man. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, my name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, 27 years of coaching in including uh, running a company and doing uh, uh, coach training. Uh, currently, I'm on the ACTO committee that deals with ethics and how we train coaches in uh, ethics. So I'm... Did you go guy. to a coaching school before accomplishment coaching? No, thanks for asking. I started accomplishment coaching. And uh, what I had done was I had graduated... This is going to be unnecessarily long. Um, <laughs> I had started a... a I was in the world of healthcare, financial management. I, I ran hospitals and healthcare systems, and I um, so I was one of those guys wearing Armani who was miserable but you know successful. And um, I decided to be a coach based on having a coach and the difference it made. So I went to find the where's the best school, where's the Oxford, the Harvard, the and um, I couldn't find it. Mm. So I I actually learned by apprenticing. I did a bunch of other people's school stuff, and then I created my own. Awesome intended to be that thing that was missing, the world's finest coach training program. Nice. Thanks for letting me plug that. Um, we also want to, man, you're my favorite kind of people. I underestimated you and then got to be with you and see you work and then got completely impressed. This man is Robert Richmond. Now, he's known as a culture strategist. He's the co-creator of Zappos Insights, and he's an author of Culture Blueprint, The Culture Blueprint, forgive me, uh, so a culture guy, but I met you as a speaker, as a keynote, as a, as a, for, I hate the 
taint on this, but uh, a motivational, inspirational speaker. And you blew my mind with this thing that I want to talk about, uh, or at least spend a lot of our time on, which is X, the X pill. I had looked it up on the interwebs before I went to the conference where I saw you, and I thought, oh, this is this is nonsense. This is hooey. This is going to be a monumental waste of my time. <gasps> and then I got there, and not only did I move completely 180 degrees into the opposite camp, but um, I'm really sold. Like, I think this thing's a brilliant, genius idea, and I'm honored that you're here today. Anything you want the people to know about you besides that you can be found at robertrichmond.com? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I um, I've got a background as a coach as well. I've got a lot of respect for the industry. I've actually had two coaches from Accomplishment Coaching. Um, both have been fabulous. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've really enjoyed the style of coaching from Accomplishment, and um, I myself went to Georgetown University's oh, yeah. Leadership Coaching School. How was that? Um, fantastic. It was kind of a smorgasbord. They really pulled from a lot of the different coaching traditions. Um, from uh, CTI, we, we use that as, as the book. Um, also, New Field, also right. some of the Love somatic that. coaching methods. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, we got a, a real buffet, which was great, but also didn't get to go deep into any one of them. So that was a, a little bit missing from, <laughs> the, from the experience. Like a regular buffet, um, left you wanting a little bit more of yeah, some things. Yeah. yeah, but it was an amazing experience. And one of the most profound parts of it was meeting Dave Logan, mm -hmm. uh, author of Tribal Leadership. Yeah. Um, I think when I look at on my life, it's really about being in the right place at the right time with the right people. And that really was because he, be, he and I became great friends, and I helped him promote the book Tribal Leadership, which eventually I got to Tony Shea of Zappos.com, mm -hmm. who loved the book. We got to talking. That got us to talking about how we could productize culture, which got me into um, Zappos and the role with Zappos Insights, which led to meeting with the most amazing companies in the world and writing my book, The Culture Blueprint. And then using that as a platform to go around the world speaking about culture to amazing companies. Just extraordinary. And it's so great to meet somebody who's actually a coach, who's been trained as a coach, who's had coaches. I appreciate all of that. You, What city do you live in? I live in Cardiff-by-the-Sea, North County Beaches here okay. in San Diego. Thank you so much for coming all the way down here. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, I kind of hate to hate to bury the lead. So let's let's jump right into the magic pill. So literally, I went onto the web, webs, and I looked at this, and it seemed like a terrible idea. Will you let me know where you, how you came to this idea and what you've seen it actually do? Because I think that, like me, that might convince other people that this is really genius. <laughs> Thank Wait, you. And can you get the real pill? Is there like a bottle? Is there... There is. Uh, yeah, I brought it actually here. This is, this is the pill itself, if you want to take a look at it. It's called the X pill. I don't want to touch it. This is how, <laughs> this is how the Matrix started. <laughs> it is. And that's the roots of it was from the Matrix. Is um, I was watching, I was a film student originally. and That's right. You got your degree in film. A degree in film from Northwestern University. Um, I realized there it's a big pain in the butt to make a film. And I also realized I didn't want to make films as much as I wanted my life to be a film. I wanted it to be a movie, right? And <laughs> Musical, I, tragedy, what were you thinking? All just experiencing life, you know? And um, I, I also had this weird obsession with making a movie real. Like, what if, what if those could be my friends? What if that could be my adventure? And uh, watching The Matrix was my favorite movie. And I thought, why can't the red pill be real? Why can't we have a real red pill? Mm. And so it started off as, as a, just a fun experiment. I couldn't find any red pills, but I could find red Tic Tacs. <laughs> nice. So I put them in prescription pill bottles and made a new label for them. And I took about 80 of those bottles to Burning Man. 
And I told people, I have the red pill. Would you like to take it? And people yeah. said, yes. Oh, my God. I want to wake up to reality. And um, I, would, I would have them take it to wake up to their reality. And it would be this amazing conversation. And they have new thoughts by, by swallowing this, this Tic Tac <laughs> as like, oh, my gosh, I just had this realization. And um, it was funny, too, because I went up to, to other people and said, do you want the, the red pill? I'm holding this red Tic Tac. Right. And they said, get that away from me, man. I like my reality. <laughs> and I'm like, We're just holding a Tic Tac. <laughs> But where it really jumped into, into the real world was when I got home, and uh, I got a call from a woman who said, hey, do you have more of those red pills? I'm like, the Tic Tacs? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many do you I've need? Got them, yeah. Got, I still have them in the prescription pill bottle. She says, can you send me more bottles? I said, yeah, sure. Why do you want it? She said, I'm a psychologist, and I've been giving them to my patients, and they're having big breakthroughs that I have never been able to get them to oh, that's before. amazing. And I said, oh, my God, this jumped out of imaginary dream world, Burning Man, into the real world. And that's when I posted it on Facebook and said, hey, if you were to take this, uh, if you want the red pill, would you take it? And they said, yeah. And so I created this experience. I, I, I took these books that had holes in them, and I, I put these glass bottles. And this time I found actual red vitamins that I could use. Mm -hmm. And I sent them to people. And I said, okay, now this time, take it for waking up to your reality again, but also set an intention and take one of these pills a day for each of those intentions. And they did, and we put them in a Facebook group. And one by one, they started to happen, to lose weight, to get a job, to have their their, their love life. Uh, it was amazing. And they said it was this focusing tool. Mm -hmm. and, and I just kept thinking, okay, how can I next level this? Mm -hmm. And then I started working with people individually and um, having these individual sessions like this guy, Rob. And I said, okay, Rob, what do you want to use this, this pill for? And he said, well, I've always wanted a photography business. And we go into the why and the emotions behind it. And I said, okay, well, what's your next step? What's your next action? Well, I've got to create a website. Okay, when do you want it by? He said, tomorrow. All right. And uh, he was about to take it for it. And I could go into the process of taking the pill. One of the, the points of the process is last-minute resistance. Somebody's about to take the pill, and whatever their fears are tend to come right before they put that it in is, their mouth. That is something that we all deal with as coaches. I mm. love that you include that, right? Because there's the people who are like, yeah, I'm going to jump out of the airplane. Yeah, I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. And then you get to, into the plane. or Oh, yeah, and you know what's so right? funny about that on the plane? You know what they do to counter that? So when I go skydiving, I, I, I went, and, and they're, they're about to you know jump out of the plane. I've got the, the person's on, on my back. And rather than just saying jump out of the plane, he says, look at the engine. And I look at the engine. But next thing I know, he's pushed me out of the plane. <laughs> so you can't see it and stop yourself. Right, because you everybody the knows. Engine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a counter to that last minute resistance. And with this, with Rob, he said, oh, but then I'll be up all night and I won't be able to be energized to teach the kids at my class in the morning. I said, well, build that into the pill and say you're going to be energized <laughs> tomorrow. And he did. He swallowed it and had a huge rush of energy. It's a physical reaction people oftentimes have. And this was a huge rush of energy. He said, I got to get out of here. And he goes and he's singing on the car ride home. Next day, I get an email from him with the website done. Wow. Two days later, he says, I've got my first two clients. And this is something he'd been thinking about for seven years, but didn't really actualize it until this moment. And um, so I kept experimenting. And I've got all these stories of people doing that. See what I'm saying? It's genius, right? You're sold I mean, on they, immediately, it, aren't it you? It reminds me, you've, you've read the studies, I assume, just because of what you're doing. Like when they do surgery on people. Oh, yeah, and sham they, surgeries. Yeah, they like cut them open, but they don't do anything. And then they just sew them back up. And the people have the same injury. Like we all go in for knee surgery, but mm -hmm. they just cut you and sew you up. They cut me, they do the surgery. And then you actually have better results than I do. It's, it's, it makes no sense. Oh, right? yeah. The, the, the Institute of Placebo Studies at Harvard University actually did a study on ethical placebos, which yep. means placebos that people know are placebos, and it still worked. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's uh, okay. So let's talk about this because you talked about a rush of energy. What's in the pill? Yeah, what, so what, there, what was in the pill is, you gave that guy? Uh, <laughs> and can I have some? Yes, um, absolutely nothing. So what I did was I called up a supplement company and I said, um, I want to create pills that have an inert substance in them. And they said, well, we've got brown rice powder. I said, perfect. Let's use brown rice powder. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're allergic to brown rice, right. you'll have no reaction. But that's it. not a thing, right? Most not, people are not. No. Okay. Yeah. And they said, that's illegal. I said, what? what? They said, placebos are illegal. You can't create placebos. And I, I knew to a certain degree, because I'd Googled it at the time, couldn't find anything that I could just buy. That's why I wanted to create them. And I said, well, you know, I'm not deceiving anybody. Ever since the beginning, I've told people it's just a vitamin. It's right. just a, t- you, you can't hide a Tic Tac. And, and I said, I'm not going to deceive anybody. We'll put the ingredients on the bottle and we'll make no claims. And they said, we've never heard of that before. And so <laughs> they let me do it. This time, rather than doing the red pill, I decided to make it purple because it's like combining the red pill and the blue pill from the Matrix. Why not wake up and be part of our life still? And oh, uh, so they let me I do love that. that. Wait, I, let's let's highlight that because yeah. I don't want to go past that. Do you get that? So the, in the Matrix, it's one or the other, and a Burning Man, <laughs> which I think, but first of all, not a not a normal sample size, but okay. I mean, sample size. <laughs> but the um, but yeah. So so you went purple because you get. Say this. Say this again. Yeah. So it's combining the red and the blue pill. So you wake up and you're you're in your reality. Gotcha. So and so you I can have the new reality with your current reality. Okay. Yeah. And so red and blue make purple. And I was also taken by the the blue ray version of the Matrix has commentary by Cornell West and Ken Wilber. <laughs> oh man, which is amazing! The whole the whole trilogy they do. And when they get to that scene, Ken Wilber says, "Red pill, blue pill. Why not take both? That's what we did in the '60s." <laughs> <laughs> So it was, I, I thought, okay, red pill, blue pill, purple, and put it together. And then I didn't know what to call it. And my friend Scott, a meditation teacher, said, well, duh, take the pill to figure out its name. So I sat down and took the pill with the intention to know the name. And I sat down, and after swallowing it, all these names came up. Mm-hmm. All of them came through. And um, Christopher is an excellent name. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> The Christopher pill. Right. The C pill. Um, and the clearest one was X pill. And I loved it because to me, X meant you fill in the blank and you get to decide what it is. And recently, uh, my own coach pointed out it, it, it also means the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's there's some stories about that I can tell you about the unknown really happening once per somebody swallows it because you can't take it back. You can't say, uh, you know, one of the coaching schools, they, they you know, you, you draw a line mm-hmm. in the sand and you say, I'm stepping over that line. Right. But in your mind, you're like, I can always walk back. Right. right? I, I but, made that line. Yeah. But when you swallow a pill, there is not you can't go backward. You are on that rabbit hole ride down uh, down analysis rabbit hole, right? You are on it. So the the subconscious mind starts to turn on because mm-hmm. it says, "Oh my, we are committed. We are fully on board on this journey." So interesting things really happen after that. Um, but so that's when I named it the X Pill. Oddly, it got xpill.com for twelve dollars, and that's when we were off to the races. <laughs> is there because on the website there's like an actual medical like is the 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 box or the pill case is that a real yeah like, so you that's this here this uh so, actually got them you know child sealed wow, all that stuff like that. That. it's it's a fully regulated bottle so you can if you you can order this on the website uh, yeah yeah we're we're just starting off um getting it out again because we're going to do a new year's event where people are all going to be online together taking it together at the same time for their intentions for the new year and where do you find out more information uh, about that because that sounds great yeah we're, we're just getting it up now it's going to be at xpill.com xpill.com and of course, if people can't or find or misspell it or something, they can always find you at Robert R O B E R T Richmond R I C H M A N dot com, and that's got yes, 
a map somewhere. Wait, pregnant or nursing people can't have life-altering situations? What's They can. It's just the standard warnings of all pills that, that the company said, look, you just want to yeah, go with all the standard the warnings. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I've never heard anybody having a negative reaction to it. Even people who are allergic to either the capsules, uh, the people allergic to the capsules will open it up and put it into water, and the people allergic to one allergic to brown rice actually emptied the brown rice and just took the capsule. <laughs> That's just amazing. Now, uh, how'd you decide on the size? Is this a standard size capsule? It's a standard size uh, capsule, 500 milligrams that, that, that people usually use this size for. Some people have said it's really big, um, especially for kids. But that said, I've, I've done this with kids, and it's amazing because they get it so much more quickly. People tend to have a lot of baggage, mm -hmm. um, and kids just get it very quickly. And so um, kids have used it to get straight A's. Nice. Uh, another kid used it to, to start off their acting career. Um, one of my favorites is, um, and, and this is all done with parent permission, and right. oftentimes the parent right there. Yeah, thank you. And they, uh, they, they, the kid had so much fear going up to, to women. And part of the process, this isn't just to take the pill. I, it, it started off as an hour and a half long process that I got down to 10 minutes. Very highly influenced by the laser coaching process I learned at Georgetown of when we would set a timer for 10 minutes, and we had to coach them within that. Nice. And so what we do is really tap into the feelings. And so right when he sat down, I said, what are you feeling? You know, and he's had all this bubbling in the stomach, and we breathe into that and let him actually feel the fear, you know, feel that fear come up. And I said, what are you afraid of? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of, of looking stupid. I'm really scared of looking stupid. And, and I said, I, we breathe into that and start to feel that. I said, what do you want? He said, I, I don't want to look stupid. And I said, I get it. You don't want to. What I want to know is what you do want. And we started to refocus him on that, on the confidence he wanted, on the feeling okay, on talking to 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 um, to girls, and finally he he takes it for the confidence, and he feels a surge of energy, and then a few weeks later his mom's <laughs> contacting me, he's actually talking to girls, and then a few months later he's got a girlfriend, sends me the picture of it, the mm. mom is just blown away by it. So working with kids with this is just fantastic. Is there? Uh, we need a pill that does the opposite for Alex that yeah. has him stop talking to women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in, in sliding, you know, and looking through your website, it, you can tell that there's a whole process. This isn't just like I send you a box of pills, you take them and all your dreams come true. It's not you're not like deceiving people or you're, you're actually really honest. It says, first thing, this is not this is not a drug. It doesn't do anything. And you have plenty of content out there in the world showing you actually working with people, which is really powerful. I love the idea that you you physically do something, but then there's the emotional or verbal conversation about it versus the one or the other, right? A lot of times in coaching, we'll have, we have the verbal discussion, but nobody's doing anything, which mm -hmm. doesn't result in anything either, right? Right, right. right. So it's, it's so simple that you've combined two and in a, a genius and practical way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, it's the, fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, especially when you have witnesses, people that that uh, that get to be an audience for you. And it involves the, the body, the emotions, and the words, all these different domains of coaching into one process. It really is. It's it's brilliant. And we got to do this exercise uh, while we were with Robert at this um, co conversation among Masters Conference last year. It was an extraordinary experience, and I love what you pointed to. In fact, I think uh, Look at the Engine should be somebody's next TED Talk, right? Um, but uh, I love that notion of because we do that, right? We all have been with someone who's made a commitment and then gets to the where the rubber meets the road, and they're like, "Well, you know, all those thoughts, concerns, and questions come up." So this is really a beautiful tool for breaking through the doubts, the concerns, the fears, the last minute stuff. Um, I 
but and so I experienced that when we were doing the um, the exercise in this group of coaches, right? Because theoretically, at least you, you led the exercise. Yeah, okay. Robert was there, and he sort of led us all through it, and was generous enough to give us each a pill. And then you got to figure out, right, all the things like what are you going to use it for, and what support structures do you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what commitments and by whens and all that stuff. And I love the work that you do because it does get in the body, right? Like, where did you feel the fear? Yeah. And what are you afraid of? And what do you think will happen? And now tell me what you do want. Um, I will tell you that I got to that place where it was time to take the pill. And then it was like, yeah, Wait, are you going to share with us? What was your, and tell us what your intention was. Like, I'm going to be a good person. This is it. This nah. is all going to change. <laughs> oh, now my feelings are hurt. I have to go cry. Take, um, just take a pill. And <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I, uh, what I shared was that I had come to, and this you know this to be true, uh, I had come to sort of the fulfillment, accomplishment coaching, accomplishment media. A lot of things are fulfilled in terms of the future that I had created. And I wanted the same... Um, excitement, drive, and and uh, oomph that I had when I had this idea, and it was just an idea, and we were working to try and make it a reality for the next thing. And the truth is, I never took my pill. I has, I still have it mm. because I got to the place where I was integrity. I know, I know. <laughs> we could um, even do it live on the podcast. <laughs> we <want>. could, we <laughs> could. But but here's the thing. I just want to speak to that because I'm a knucklehead and and also a sort of an example, right? Here, I'd paid all this money and went to this conference, and there I was delighted, inspired, and motivated to by you and everything you were talking about. I was in a circle of my peers, right? You know, people with silver hair like me, and um, or losing it like me. And I just couldn't. Have you had this before, or am I like the only knucklehead? Yeah, no, I I love it because the relationship to the pill tends to say a lot, and I love the stories of people not taking it as much as I do the ones who who didn't, because there's nothing in it, and it, it really represents commitment. Right. And so one of my favorite stories with this is I was in a crowd, and this one guy says, "This is the stupidest thing ever." Right. And goes to the bathroom and says, I am not doing this. This will, those people are so stupid in there. This will never work. And has this aha right there in the bathroom. He goes, Oh my God, that phrase, this will never work. That's the phrase I keep saying about my marriage. Mm. Everybody else says it'll work. Mm. And I'm here alone by myself saying this will never work. Being right about the negative. Yeah. yeah, And immediately tears start coming down his face. And he shares this with the whole group and tears throwing down, coming down his face through the whole story. And he said, in that moment, it just had this ah, ah, switch in my brain of my wife is amazing. She's the most beautiful person ever. And I'm so lucky to have her all without taking the pill, but our relationship to it, it reveals a lot. Well, and no surprise the the, thing that you bring up is also the other thing as everyone that knows me knows in my in my life is my marriage right mm. and it's it's clear that the commitment in both things is the issue mm. right mm. so i'm very much like that guy my um the fear that came up for me was not having it so i think probably i should have created the pill to create in other words I wanted the pill to give me the oomph towards the next thing, but I hadn't created the next thing. So I think that in listening to your story about the other person where you're like, well, let's use the pill on the on the experience that you want to have the next day, remember? Yeah. Um, is the thing, right? Like that I will have the vision as well as the commitment to see it through. 
Right. Does that and there, there, there may even it, it can, it can trigger things. So there may even be a subconscious fear there that if you were to connect with that emotion, mm-hmm. that it might have nothing to do with what you're doing right now. It might mm-hmm. be something else. And True what that. would that mean? True that. Also, also, what's coming up for me right now is just fear that, you know, I, I think that on some lucky on some level I've been lucky or I'm so superstitious about it. Like you can, mm. like I, I do this when I play games, when I bet on things, when I do anything. It's like I can win two or three in a row, but after that, like that was luck, and then don't don't do it again because you're going to lose on the next thing. Right. So right. it turns out I'm much more screwed up than I knew. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about commitment, and I'm on the since writing my book, I'm on the like you got to be committed to everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's what made the book happen. That's what made the podcast happen. So I'm like, give me the pills. Let me take it right now. Give me <laughs> right. the pills. Yeah. But like I had a conversation with somebody this morning on a project we're working on where she's been like, I think we should change the dates. I think we should pull Push back. back. We should right. make an adjustment. And I'm like, no, we said we're committed. <laughs> and I had- I'm the I, grinding coach. Well, all grinding of a sudden, I, and, and I mean, Christopher's known me now for five years. Like commitment was not, I mean, that's a thing that I've been challenged by. And it's like, I kind of, Swung the pendulum now the other way. Right. And and yesterday I just had the realization where it was like, wait a minute. You're just, now you're just inside of the commitment and it's not actually in service of the thing that you're up to. Right. Mm -hmm. Now we're missing the thing that her and I were working on and I'm just fighting for commitment, which isn't the actual commitment. Right. (laughs) That's a great distinction. That's awesome. So give me the pills. (laughs) Yeah. I'm right here. Settle down. Can people get a, like, Addicted I mean, because you can get addicted to anything. It's so funny. That's been a concern of people's. Um, there are there are some who've taken it four times a day. And what I say, <laughs> what I say is because because it, because it's it's not. If your possibility addictive. lasts more than four hours, call it <laughs> <an answer. laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I tell the what what makes people feel better is I say if that happens, if that were to happen, I have not heard that happening. But if it were, just take a pill to be done with it. Mm. Be done with it. <laughs> This is this is such genius. Let me ask you. We've we both shared some of the things that we've struggled with. You um you know you come across. You're handsome. You're fit. You're very kind. You know I brought you the wrong darn beverage, and you were great about it. What's the what are some things that you've struggled with, and has the pill actually worked even for you who know that it's a bunch of hooey? Yeah, it's interesting what it's worked for well, and and what I find challenging with it. So um you know I I've used it for myself to like I call it an intuition take, and I got a vision of my house before I even saw it. When I saw the house. I I, I, I knew it. I've used it to run a half marathon with no training Ooh. when I was barely <laughs> able to run before, and I did that and got no injuries and not even soreness. There's a whole video online of, of me doing that. I've used it for physical feats. I've used it for commitments. I've got all kinds of stories of um, of, of using it for breakthroughs in, in my own life. Uh, the one I, I use a lot recently has been, I call it a surrender take. Um, it's I, I've used I will be done. I've used um, I surrender my personal will to the divine. It's incredibly freeing and opening. Um, it's it's like taking a Xanax. It's mm. just incredibly relaxing. Um, the challenging part for me has been in relationships because uh, the first time I took it for it, very kind of emotionally vulnerable moment with a friend, and she said, um, "Why don't you take it for that you're ready for the one?" And I said, "Oh, that sounds great," and I took it for that. And this was an experience where I realized that when people are really in alignment with something, it happens immediately for them often in ways I can't explain. Um, like w- one person took it for uh, wanting to be on TV, hmm. and she'd never been on TV, took it, 
within a couple days, Good Morning America calls. Wow. And I said to her, I'm, I said, Emily, is it, be honest with me. Do you think this is just coincidence? She goes, 100% the expel process. Wow. In, in, in her mind, what did it, right? So when you're in alignment, things can happen quickly. When you're not, what I found is that things can go a little off the rails in a way to bring you back. So, for example, one woman, Jennifer, took it for uh, an eight-figure business. She had a seven-figure business. Mm -hmm. She said, I want an eight-figure business. Um, immediately after, immediately, the business crashed in a really unforeseen way. And I thought she would just be so upset. Right. And she said that she was glowing, smiling. She said, only through the business crashing did I realize I hate my business. I hate this industry. I hate wow. my life. Now I can just do what I really want to do. Right. So it's, it's, it's out of, if you're out of alignment, things in the world and the, I don't quite know how to explain it, um, but can get you back. So when I took it for, I'm ready for the one. Guess what happens when you're not actually ready for the one? I got into a relationship that that was pretty tumultuous mm -hmm. that showed me all the ways I'm not ready. It really showed me how codependent I was and started to get these distinctions around it to help really prepare me to be ready. Um, so it kind of articulated the pieces more clearly, like this, that, and the other thing need to be addressed. Right, right, exactly. Do you want to share and, any and, of those? Uh, well, the codependency is a huge one for me, and there's okay. 50 patterns of that. I actually de developed a, a codependency tracker sheet that I used because <laughs> it's 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 oh, it's 50 patterns. Like you can't just say you're either codependent or not, right? right? So I used that. That really helped me um, through that. And then um, I decided to do a live webinar actually with Ariel Ford, who lives here. Yeah, um, amazing relationship expert, and she got really me really edgy. She, we we did a whole webinar on it, and then she said, "Okay, I want you to set a date, not only." that you're going to meet the one, but by a certain date. And it was actually last year this time. Um, and I said by uh, November um, or by end of November. And, um, and November rolled around. And I said, oh, you know what? I, I took it specifically for I will meet one by then. And, and I said, okay, I might have met her already, but I don't know who she is. So I think the edge you take next time, because I'm in the middle of this still, really, um, is to be together with that person by then. But I, I, I'm, the, the next one I'm going to take is be, because we have other people experimenting with these, these things. And, and, and what people have found is that clearing the blocks can actually be the, the next stage to it. So the next thing go. I'm going to take for it is actually to, to set the intention by taking this X pill I release my block to love and relationship. Mm. And that's my next experiment with this. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. 
Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. So you can use it for like, I want to say like philosophical or, or um, breakthrough kind of uh, mental ideas. And then there's also people using this for actual tangible, like I want to eat less at every meal or I want to be able to focus for five hours and totally. just do work. Totally. I've, I've got an interesting story about both of those. One was um, by a man named um, Raymond Aaron, an incredible coach. He, he, he's got so much grit that he has literally traversed um, the Antarctic with a sled of the 150 pounds. So the guy's got plenty of willpower, but could not get under 180 for the life of him. Was wow. just struggling, struggling, struggling. And so he went through this process, took it for it, and said, okay, I, okay, I, I took the pill. Now I'm going to test it. I'm going to see if I have the willpower to resist the dessert table at the buffet. And at the event, he went right over to it and goes, oh my God, it, it, willpower wasn't necessary. He lost his taste for the dessert. Amazing. And within a few weeks, dropped under 180 for the first time in 10 years. Man. Right? And I'm like, how many can I get bottled right. now? <laughs> can, we fill, can, can we like IV this into me? <laughs> yeah. The XIV. And the, the focus example you brought up, there's a woman who, what, what's fascinating to me is this woman heard about it in England, didn't have the actual X pill, but she said, I'm so inspired by the story. I'm going to take a pill. She had evening primrose uh, mm-hmm. supplements. Right. And she took it out. She, she won focus and she took it and nothing happened. And then she said, no, 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 I want this. She took a second pill. Later in the day, took a third pill. And on the third pill, had a huge breakthrough, just this huge insight about this trauma with her father that she never resolved. And it came up, and she was able to process it and clear it and then be incredibly focused, right? So what came up was in the way. And it was really inspiring to me because, you know, there are plenty of pills out there where you need to take it for several days or a week or a month. And I always thought if it doesn't work on the first time, something's wrong, right? But she was so committed, she took it three times. And on the third, it finally worked for her. What about people that have uh, like diagnosable, diagnosable or physical like ailments that obviously you're not telling them that this is gonna. But if I'm like I got you know I'm a diabetic, mm-hmm. and so the FDA knows I am making no claims with right. this pill zero. Yeah. That said, other people have come to me with their stories, such as David Brown, who was at uh, the yeah. CAM event. And I asked him to speak at, at the event because he was in that original red pill group that I had on Facebook. And what he said is, you know, he had, he had MS, mm-hmm. uh, multiple sclerosis. And ever since taking it for that, he has had no symptoms. It's just extraordinary. It's amazing. What's, what's your theory about what it's tapping into? Is this like some subconscious power? Do you feel like you have Satan on your side? How's it going? <laughs> what do you think you're tapping into? I think it's really the, uh, uh, something deep with the, with the unconscious and the, the subconscious. My belief is that it's, a, um, it's an archetype. A pill is an archetype. So mm-hmm. the, the same way um, symbols, like Jungian symbols. So if we have a dream about a bear... You have a dream about a bear, it might be about your father. I have a dream about a bear, it might be my anger and aggression. Um, it's the same symbol but different meanings. That's what an archetype is. We all agree on what the symbol is. Right. We all have different meanings. So to me what this pill is is it's a symbol of change and it's a symbol of commitment. 
And the same way that our subconscious speaks to us in images and archetypes like in a dream, we've been trying to communicate back through it only through words like intention setting and affirmations and words, words, right, right, words. Right. The unconscious and subconscious doesn't work that way. It works with symbols. So this is literally a symbol that both the conscious mind and the subconscious mind understand and know what it means. So to me, that ritual and swallowing of the pill connects the subconscious and the unconscious or, uh, or the conscious and the subconscious and aligns them and brings them together. I just realized in this conversation, going back to my own neuroses and nuttiness, that part of why I was like, what's my deal? How come I didn't take that pill? And part of it is, um, oh, shucks, I just had it, and then I lost it. Oh, terrible podcasting oh, and a horrible conversation. A lot. I, told, I told you, he takes a lot of pills. Like, <laughs> remember which one he takes. He needs a pill to remember to take his pills. We were talking about archetypes and symbols and the way it connects, and you said that you're about to take it yeah, and you had the fear. I'm going to let it go because that's the best way it'll come back. What? How do it's we get okay, these? Granddad. <laughs> it's okay, granddad. Let's not make him wrong for it. <laughs> Just want to remind everybody. Oh, my gosh. Here's something that's hilarious. So I uh, I have your books by the uh, the Culture Blueprint and X, The Story of Magic Pill, uh, by the by the um, door to come today. And I know where I'm going to put them in my bag and everything because I'm that kind of guy. But I, I traveled 23 hours yesterday getting home, and so oh. I was a little muddled today. So I reached into the bag to pull out those books and realized that I had uh, failed to put them in my bag. They're still sitting on my on my library shelf. But what I what was in my bag was this, which is a uh, British Airways first class mm -hmm. um, uh, amenity kit. So I want you to have that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there's some lovely items in there, I'm sure. I haven't opened it, but I think there's probably moisture for your skin and maybe, you know, lip balm, probably a nice pen. All right. Is this a plug for British Airways, by the way? It is Are not. they a sponsor of the show? OMG. Or just that he had to throw in that he flew first class. Oh, okay. Oh, it's probably business class, yeah, though, I see actually. Drove. No, no, first class. Really? Oh. Yeah, baby. It's fancy. The, um, <laughs> I work it, whatever I have to do. Uh, well, here's what I want to say. It is definitely not a plug for British Airways because I spent 11 hours in a plane that had no Wi-Fi yesterday. Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is not okay. A, a lovely grand dam that was needed to be Do retired. Do you think if you had taken the, the pill, pill with there the would have been wi to have Wi-Fi? <laughs> Stop it! I mean, <laughs> I think he would have had Wi-Fi in his brain. And, sure. Um, I'm like, why would regret talking it? to me? Why am I getting text messages? <laughs> <laughs> this is you. This is why you. We can't have nice things right here. You're um. Oh, I get what, what it was. So we were talking about what you think we tapped into. And you said the subconscious mind has this uh, this this notion, right? And that when we take the pill, it's sort of the point of no return, right? Because you're going to, those of us that may have experimented with drugs in our past, right? We know that once we've done that, we can't. You're on the ride. You, right, exactly, until it's over. And you and your friends are burning that. Um what ever you know it's this brings up the whole notion of like bad trips and stuff like that mm -hmm. anything bad happened that you've heard about you've heard all these amazing stories any stories of people like who went to the dark side and stayed there or anything like that not say i, I not stayed there i haven't heard anybody say they regretted it i have seen people get very anxious Mm. Um, a lot can come up. I've seen people get nauseous, sweaty, anxious. Um, it brings up whatever what what can be underneath the surface. So it's not. Um, I wouldn't call it damaging, but it can be unpleasant. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about when you said this woman realized that the, of this traumatic experience with her dad. I was mm -hmm. like, oh man, this yeah. could be. But on the other hand, what a great way to get to that 
And then you can go get the support you need immediately, get, right? Yeah, get support from Accomplishment Coaching to help you process <laughs> what has come up from your expel tape. I'm sorry, you where? Just introduced me to your <laughs> drug dealer. I just, I see what's happening here. <laughs> the, um, yeah, but I, I love that because there's opportunities for therapy to open up or other kinds of support. What's your, what's your recommended dosage for the expel? Uh, it really varies. I mean, the surrender takes, I do a lot. So I've done a lot of those. Other ones, I just do one and done. Um, you know, some people have taken them multiple times a day to get into different modes. I like the athlete stories a lot because athletes are willing to try anything for, for a performance mm -hmm. bump. And there's a man named Lee who did it and shaved, um, uh, 30 minutes off of his triathlon time because he started off very afraid of the water and actually first used it to get over the fear of the water and then used it to Im improve his performance speed. This is just amazing. It's extraordinary. I want to get into the culture stuff, but I, I'm so taken. Whatever by you want so, to talk about. So X pill. So we can order ourselves a bottle. We can order ourselves a, a recurring supply. We can uh, get the book. What's the recommended order? You start with the book. I think it, it varies for people. Some people really like to read the the, the stories in it first, um, to watch the videos. Mm -hmm. I think what's what's really impactful is is having um, people that you trust around to do it with, because. Um, and and, and it, I think it is important to read it just in the sense of if you don't have a trained activator like myself or some of the people that we train, um, they can they can influence you in ways that aren't necessarily clean. Like I'm not sure if you know the term clean language. It's a really interesting Wikipedia term. It's the idea that if if like I'm coaching you on your marriage, and if I were to say, "Have you considered divorce?" It's a question, but it's really a suggestion in the form of a question, right? right? right. Whereas the real pure coaching, real pure language would say, okay, well, what does that feel like? Well, I feel like I'm trapped. Um, great. Well, what would it feel like if you were not trapped? Well, it would feel totally free and open, and you let them come to all those conclusions. If people aren't really trained coaches and know how to speak this way, then they can have a lot of influence on somebody. Um, so I think people being aware of that, it's more about holding space and reflecting back like in a coaching process. Um, but having people that you trust through that process, having people that um, you just trust in general can be very impactful for the experiment. I was thinking it could be a really fun, I think a year or two ago, I started doing like um, setting really powerful intentions for the next year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on December what 31st, like sitting down at some point during the day, meditating, writing out what I wanted to happen in the next year, being grateful for what happened and just kind of then letting it go and then going on and doing whatever I would do. And um, I liked the process and it seemed like it worked, but this seems like a really um, powerful, intentional way that you could do something like that with a group and and actually generate like what the future is. Yeah. And have it be fun. Like exactly. there's a, you know, there's, there isn't a, like a level of play and silliness in here. Like in the very beginning of your book, I love, you basically start out and you're like, don't believe anything I'm going to say. Like it's, <laughs> there is, it, I think that's what makes it, there's a safety in that, that you're not taking it so seriously. Yes, absolutely. There's a lightness to it. We've done uh, at parties at, at New Year's where people take mm -hmm. it together. I think that, that um, modern rituals are missing for us in a lot yes. of ways. And rituals really, in a lot of rituals involve a threshold crossing. Um, like, uh, I mean, literally with wedding, they talk about crossing the threshold, right? Like you're going from one state to another, and it tends to be something involving the body. In that case, it's a ring on a finger. 
Um, and it also involves a master of ceremony, somebody who helps guide you through the liminal state in between. And these aspects of before, middle, after, liminal state, um, getting it into the body, a physical uh, act of declaration and threshold crossing with a master of ceremonies, these are the, the basic elements of ritual that I think are, are, are missing um, in our society right now. That's so beautifully said. Um, the Sorry, I got distracted by something. I want to go back to your New Year's Eve event. So you yeah. were talking about doing this as a New Year's Eve thing. What, what's your New Year's Eve event, and how can we be a part of it? Yeah, so it's it's a free event, and you can either buy the pills or use your own if you'd like. Um, and people are going to be on a live Zoom call. We've got them several times during the day on New Year's. I figure everybody's really busy New Year's Eve. Right. But New Year's Day, there's a lot of time just to do whatever you want to do. New Year's Eve uh, Day, we should say, the 31st, right? Or is no, it the this first is the first. Day? Oh, the first. first. Okay, good. Yeah. Thanks, sorry. Um, and so we're going to have several different calls at different times, and I'm going to be guiding people as the master of ceremony through that ritual. And ideally, people will show up with some prep to it. We'll have them. We've, I've got um, various resources. We've got a whole card deck as well of questions to ask yourself of what to what to do after, like how to really prepare yourself for this ritual. And then going into it, um, really getting people into the body centered, and we're all going to take it at once together. That's amazing. I'm going to do that. Are you going to do that? I, I very much want to do this, but I want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I would do it with you guys, but I want to do this with a group of like friends. Like, yeah, that's actually what we say. I also want to read the, the book really quick so I can be <laughs> the so I can, MC. Like, yeah, I can like facilitate it and be powerful about it and not, you know, you know, make Christopher, you know, fall. cluck like a chicken. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> Christopher fall in love with donuts. Do the opposite. <laughs> like, he's like, I really want to lose a few pounds. Like Christopher, well, you got to talk about donuts. <laughs> All right, let's. So I want to go back. I I asked the order of operations. So first, people should read the book. Mm-hmm. And then we should get the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it, it comes with it in the kit also. So oh, okay. You could, so or you can buy the book first on Amazon too. Forgive me for wait. The book and the pill come together. Yeah. Or, okay. Or yeah, or I it's also the... on Amazon on Kindle and on uh, hard copy. Right. That's how I got the 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 book. So so mm-hmm. there's a set. You go to xpill.com mm-hmm. and get the set. And then you uh, you said people you trust. Anything else that's in the one two three of this? Um, the, it, it does describe the activation protocol. Right. Of it, and that really involves. Um, th- there's a lot of steps to, to a 10 minute process, but what it really involves is first um, getting into the body, breathing, and 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 really noticing what's happening there. Um, getting in touch with your why. Why do you really want this? Um, and oftentimes it starts with a goal, and we get to the feeling, or it starts with a feeling, and we get to a goal. So, for example, you say, "I want to make X amount of dollars." Why? You know, what is that going to give you? Right, that's and it's million, oftentimes yeah. going to be a feeling that you're looking to get out of it. And if you say, I just want to be happy, right? There's, okay. Well, the, one of the questions that I ask, it really comes from the, the film school background, is what does the movie of your life look like after that? And I use this in my culture coaching as well because people oftentimes talk in abstractions, you know, and, and culture works a lot. Of, oh, the culture is hard. What does that even mean? We need to get into a movie scene of when the culture was hard. Mm-hmm. And so I have people really start to imagine what that looks like. And it's interesting what can happen. I was at this event, and one woman said she really wanted a, a boyfriend. Right? And I said, okay, great. And we got in touch with the, with the feeling. And then I said, let's go into the movie scene. You take this, you meet your guy, you get a boyfriend. What does your movie look like? And mm-hmm. she goes, okay, we're at home. Great. We're sitting down. Yeah. He's watching TV. Uh-huh. I'm on the computer, right? And I start to see your face just kind of cringing. I'm like, do, do you want this what's going on right now she said i'm feeling this tightness in my chest why why is he always watching tv yeah this this tightness in my chest i said okay breathe into that we breathe into that oftentimes it clears but this time it didn't and i said okay well what's behind your tight chest she goes this feeling of freedom 
and excitement. And I said, okay, you know, you don't have to take this for a boyfriend. Do you want to take it for freedom and excitement? And she said, yes. And she just lit up and she took it for that and just lit up. And she was just sparkling through the party after that. And then I find out next week she goes on a cruise and meets a guy. Nice. Right? So this this question of, of what is the movie of your life look like after that makes it, it crystallizes the feeling and the vision and makes it real. I mean, I know when I have, I want to say almost every client or at least every other client has some goal right. that some, I want to feel happy. I want to be more satisfied. Something that isn't a, like a quantifiable goal that in the way we think normally. And I think that is one of the most challenging aspects of being a coach is supporting them to find a way to like, how do we measure it? My coach, when I first started said to me, cause my thing was, I want to be happier. She was like, well, how would we know? And I'm like, mm. I don't know. And I always joke, like, you can't, stick, feel it. you can't stick a thermometer in me to find out how happy, or, how happy or not happy I am. And she said, what would you be doing if you were happier? And then it kind of, like, forgot about it all, and we went to work on things. But then there was a moment where she said, hey, you're happier. And I went, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I have that list. And you're doing and it you're all. Do- and, she, and I went, and then in the moment I went, I am actually happier, right? Like I actually got present to overall, right? Because we have ups and downs with it. But I love the idea of the movie because, like I'm going to steal that from you. Go for it. Um, and probably many other people. Because <laughs> it's, it's, we all trademark, know what, trademark we all know what movies are, right? Like we all know what movies, we all have the ideas of love and, and heartbreak and all the other things from movies. So it gives us a really uh, grounded place that we can like, like anchor into totally it's a really good uh, technique thank you thank you yeah <laughs> so let's talk about how you monetize this are is there an opportunity for us to get trained as a facilitator is there an opportunity for us to participate yes, in, yes. absolutely we're going to be after that having an activator training so right. we call somebody who who does these an activator the expel process is called, is called the activation because there's a point in the process where where you can see uh, it becomes activated. I'd, I'd say it's the pill, but it's really the person, right? That they they get lit up and it becomes clear. And um, I'll, when I hear that that moment, I'll oftentimes say repeat, say that again, right? And they'll say it again, and they're just so clear. Um, oftentimes, what people are looking to get through the process is clarity. That's it's one of the number one things people come into it with, saying that they feel unclear. Um, so using this, I, I'm excited about it because it can be applied to anything. It can be applied to accomplishment coaching. It can be applied to, uh, to being a doctor, a psychologist, a sports coach, any of these. And once you know the format and that process, you can apply it to your industry. Okay, I need to know how to do that. Where's where's the activator training? How's it gonna? How much is it? When do I get? Yeah, there? it's it's going to roll out for uh, for the first twelve weeks at, and in the new year. Okay. Um, we haven't figured out the price yet. It's probably gonna be two thousand. One million dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> um, it, that's it, it's it's definitely going to be on uh, what I consider that to be the low end for this type of, of training. We'll probably uh, increase the price as we um, as we start doing it more and more. Great. So get in on it now, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not available right now, so we can't sign up for it. But when not yet. We? But now we're going to be rolling it out. So if you're signed up for that, because part of the process that we realize with this is that um, it's really good to 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 be an activator, having had an experience. Yeah. You know, and so we want people who are activators to actually have experienced the expo. You're going to kick me out because I didn't take the <laughs> I'm sad already. All right. Um, I know that we want to talk about a couple of other things. The sure. things that the thing that people know you most, uh, let's let's just address this. Yeah. I have seen the book. The book says the 
culture, culture blueprint. <laughs> blueprint. I've mm. seen it in a couple of written places, including reviews, where they call it culture blueprint. What is your preferred? Uh, the culture blueprint, yeah. The culture blueprint, yeah. great. Uh, you've done a ton of work with mm-hmm. major companies and organizations, household yeah. names around culture. Tell us what the key pieces are. Tell us what 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 magic you bring. Yeah, sure. Um, there's there's so much. One the number one rules of it is that it's co-created. Whenever I hear people talking, whether it be a leader or or executives in a back room, mm-hmm. I say that it's already going the wrong direction because you can't really strategize it. It's co-created. And my big aha that happens through the book that happened through my career is that I realized it's not content that changes people, it's experiences that do. Right. The X-Pills and experience. Um, and it, it first started when I was at Zappos and we were creating a video website about culture and people weren't buying it. Nobody yeah. was using it. Nobody was doing that. And when we switched it over to events where we invited people there, got them involved in the culture and seeing it and becoming a part of it, that's when they had huge breakthroughs. And then I realized after writing the book, I would go into companies and do a whole week-long evaluation. It would be exhausting for me, exhausting for them. I'd give them this whole report, and they wouldn't do anything with it. And that had to happen four or five times until I realized I was the problem, and I can't keep charging people for this. And that's when I said I'm done telling people what to do and instead started focusing on a process called Open Space by by Harrison Owen that is a crowdsource format where people get to bring up all the issues that they care about. It's a game that we play. Um, and that way it's co-created. And I step back. People are amazed because they say, you really didn't do anything. And I'm like, I know. There's a, there's a theme of nothing, too. There's nothing in the pill. But I did I nothing at this check. event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's co-created. And a lot of leaders are actually scared of that. They don't want to give that people that much right. freedom. But the leaders who do, because it's just the truth, I tell them, look, if you're not going to see it at this open space event, that means they're talking about it at the parking lot where you're not seeing exactly. it. So if you authorize this conversation, now you're actually in control by authorizing authorizing going out of control. So we all know that how, you know, that whole saying about like culture eats strategy for breakfast, yeah. right? That that we can walk into any organization and many of us make a decent living doing this and they've got something very beautifully written on the wall that, you know, some committee designed 10 right. years ago, right. right? And that has nothing to do with what's actually happening yes. in the organization. And then people like you and I have been paid a fair amount of money to go into an organization and reflect to the leaders, hey, this is what's really going on. And as you suggested, you know, it costs a lot, takes a lot of work on our part, costs a lot of money, and then they do nothing with it. So what's the actual outcome that's happening with your approach, whether we're looking at the culture blueprint or the new, relatively new uh, endeavor into open space, the open space experience? Sure. Um, the, the the experience is certainly vary a lot. But in one case, I, I do a, a program called the Culture Revolution. And we did this with a um, division of Pearson Education. And we started off first with an alignment meeting for the executive team, getting them all together aligned on purpose. Then we had an open space. Then we took the results of that and, and had a culture crew. It's all described in my book as well, where they are the ones helping facilitate change over a period of experimentation. That's one of the key words within the culture work is experiments over programs. Mm. Because when they start a program, people are like, oh, my God, this right. is going to be forever. We don't want this. But when leadership says we're going to run an experiment, experiment and see what the data shows and see what the results are and let people experiment. That way, it's not forced belief change. Programs are forced belief change. Experiments are, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what the data shows us. Genius. All right there. We're genius. Okay, what else? And then at the end of that period, 
um, of about three or four months, we do another open space. And what's amazing is that the first one, it's like an explosion. All these things that people have uh, issues with, and there's all this excitement right. and pain, and, and it comes up. And then afterward, the second one is very calm because all that's been processed already. Mm-hmm. And then people have this kind of get-to-work attitude of, okay, we've processed all that. Now let's really get focused on the mission and drive it. And then at the end of that six-month period, um, at, the, at the beginning, it was kind of this problem group that they were having trouble integrating into the company. At the end of it, uh, McKinsey came in and did wow. an evaluation of the culture and found that it was the strongest culture of the entire company. Beautiful. It's extraordinary work. The book is The Culture Blueprint, but uh, man, this open space. And people can find out more about bringing you into their organization by going to robertrichman.com. That's R-I-C-H-M-A-N, not Richmond. <laughs> Thank um, you. Anything, uh, our time has flown by, and I know that uh, you've been kind and Happy to keep talking, whatever you'd like. I appreciate that mm-hmm. very much. Um, and well, it's time, on, sadly, for us to wrap it up, because somebody has some place to be. Um, <laughs> the, um, uh, I want to give you, uh, unless you've got something burning, I was thinking... I, I just wanted to share, too, that you do, besides that you have the the pill and the book and like the 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 kind of mini dose and the you do like a whole program around it that people can sign up for mm-hmm. that I don't that is you I know there's that. support and a Facebook group and all these other things that it's not yeah you could just go online and get like this uh, the I want to say the basic package yeah it's, call it. It, it, it's coming out definitely if they sign up or get the pack they'll be on our mailing list to hear about it um, the second part that's coming out with it is a process I call the 48 hour day so I've been obsessed with productivity for a long time and um, what happens also with taking the pill is suddenly there's a lot of energy there's a lot of focus what do you do with that and so I have a whole process I take people through to clear blocks and to become massively productive can you get this for I, like? I want to go other, live with this well, guy. I just want to be like, oh, I'm gonna buy the house next door. I'm like, can we get this for other? Like, can I buy yeah. this for him? Can I like, <laughs> can I like prescribe? Like, can I, you know, like, Dad, I got you a gift. <laughs> just take this pill. Read. The- yeah, I'm starting sure. to sense a lot of hostility in our relationship, and I'd like to apologize for um, him. I just see love. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, so with, with. That <laughs> I just want to give you uh, for 17 years we've been privileged to do this podcast, and mm-hmm. I want to give you the last couple of minutes here. I want to give you the opportunity to say whatever you would like to have thousands of coaches know and or uh, think about today. Um, no pressure, you know, but <laughs> for your parting thought or your parting shot for today. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's a privilege to to speak with coaches. Um, I think that. What I would say to coaches is how can – because I think that there's this this notion that we have to be perfect as coaches to take people through it, right? And, and, and we're not. And I think it can also lean the other way of I, – I can't stand when people start off posts and things with I'm, – I'm about to be vulnerable right now, right? right? Because <laughs> it's like so. – <laughs> like, I'm going to be vulnerable. Because if you're actually vulnerable, other people are going to say, wow, Alex, that was really vulnerable, right? If you're truly vulnerable, you don't need to say it. You just do it, right? <laughs> so I think that it's a crutch to constantly say, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be like, no, 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 just stop that. This is like when I say men go in the wilderness and put stuff on their face and they're like, now we're going to do <laughs> – Manly thing, right? right. <laughs> um, and I think the best way to do it is to uh, is to constantly be creating. And one one of the distinctions I, I love it comes from the Hindu religion of the three top gods, who are the gods of um, creation, destruction, and and maintenance, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the word consume means to use up or destroy, mm-hmm. right? To, and and what do we do a lot? We do a lot of consuming of media. 
right? We consume podcasts, we consume books, we consume movies, all these things. But like this act here of creating the podcast is an act of creation. And I think that, that, that if we can balance ourselves out, it's to reduce the consumption a little bit and do more creating. And so that would be my, my advice to coaches is to make sure that you yourself are in some sort of creation mode of something that you care a lot about. And something Gary Vee said I thought was really great was he said, for, for creating content, what's really great is if you have an audience or a niche or an industry and bring in stuff that has nothing to do with that niche mm-hmm. that they would not have been exposed to. So right. if you're all about coaching and all you talk about is coaching, um, that, that's a pretty limited view. But if you're bringing things from other worlds mm-hmm. into the coaching world, for example, that's when people get really intrigued and interested. And that's why I think people like Joe Rogan are doing so well. Yes. Right. Beautiful. Okay, creation. We want to remind you to go immediately and get not only not only the material. You make a good point, Alex. But the uh, but go ahead and sign up for the full experience for the X pill. You can go to xpill.com and find out all your options. And if if nothing else, at least get the beginner kit, so to speak, with the book and the pills. Um, we also want. Man, if you're doing any work or aspire to doing any work with organizations, please go get the Culture Blueprint. It's an extraordinary work. And I want to find out all about this open space. You can find out more by going to Robert Richman, R-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And um, Alex, it's, it turns out you wrote a book. I did. I probably would have wrote it a lot faster if I knew about this pill. (laughs) This wouldn't have been a four and a half year process. It might have been like a year, maybe we could have knocked this out. But there's another book coming. So, yeah. But no, I want to try this. I'm actually sitting here thinking we should have you on the Dream Mason podcast where you actually do it on me. I'd love to. We do it live. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do your, you know, magic spells on me and we see what happens. Yeah. Happy to do that. So selfish. Um, Okay. So your book is Fictional (laughs) Authenticity. It's available wherever books are sold and people can go to thedreammason.com and find out not only about the Dream Mason podcast, but also all the work of you or or work with you as a coach. And Robert, you have, do you have coaching clients? I I'm going to start up. I haven't been because I'm so focused on well, yeah. uh, on corporations. Um, but I'd like to. I I'm actually developing my business model right now. That kind of tiered structure of the group coaching. I'm, I'll do a limited number of individuals. I find personally, like individual one on one coaching drains me. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like doing. I I, I will do a, a a few of that to to conserve my energy. But then I love doing the group coaching. And, You're and, so good with with people and speaking. Please thank you. keep doing that. We got a pill for Thanks. that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about being drained. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. If you're ever willing to come back, we'd love to have you every so often and check in with how. That'd be fun. I'd love that. I thank you. Too. And thank you, sir. And thank you, our dear listener, for listening each and every week uh, to, as we bring you people out on the cutting edge of the coaching profession or just plain interesting folks this is the coaching show on accomplishment media or wherever fine podcasts are available and we will talk to you next week